It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com. Coming to you guys here on a Tuesday, early October. The Chiefs are back in the win column A lot of fun things to talk about from Sunday's win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Also some things that are are really, really standing out in a big way uh, defensively with the issues the Chiefs had on Sunday. So a lot of good, some bad still, but Chiefs are back in the win column. They got some help this week as well as the Broncos and Raiders both lost for the first time this season. So everybody 3-1, the Chiefs at 2-2. Uh, in the AFC West, so for the most part, things are good again in Chiefs Kingdom, um, and and I think you also have um, a lot of uh, a lot of things to be looking ahead to this week. Obviously, big game against Buffalo, but health wise, I think we could see Willie Gay back this week. We know Josh Gordon is a guy that could be available at wide receivers. So we're going to dive into all that today. Um, we're going to dive into more of it also throughout the week, of course, with our articles looking ahead to Bill's week. And, um, I mean, it's just just a lot that stood out in this game from the Eagles. There was, there was a lot um, of parts in the first half where it felt like the Chiefs were, were definitely going to be sweating it out throughout the entire day. Um, you know, the offense, other than the interception Patrick Mahomes threw, not really a good decision, but I think other than that, I mean, the offense could not have had a more perfect day. We're going to dive into that a little bit defensively. Of course, the team, um, there, there is some numbers and stats that I, that I found from the Eagles game that 
give you some some promise, give you some hope. Um, but there's a lot of things defensively that I think is um, is interesting that I took note of in this game. So we're going to start by looking at the positive side of things in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that was the offense. Obviously, very balanced, very methodical throughout the day, and it felt like, you know, just because maybe those big splash plays did not come very consistently, this maybe didn't feel like as exciting of a a offensive performance maybe from what we're used to seeing for this Kansas City Chiefs team but I think the running game you know especially with with what we saw the first couple of weeks um, these last two games I think you got to be really satisfied especially with Clyde Edwards Elaire um, if he didn't have the fumble last week against the Chargers I mean this would probably be looked at a little even uh, stronger than it is. I think these last two weeks for him have been his two best games consecutively in a Chiefs uniform, and uh, that's big for him because obviously early in the season and in the preseason, you know, he was really struggling to kind of use his patience that we saw him use at LSU in parts of last season. Um, and with this offensive line, you know, him and that offensive line, they're starting to get their timing down, which is is good to see. Even Daryl Williams had a good game. Uh, they both, you know, were were getting pops where they weren't even getting touched, you know, four or five yards before, um, you know, they were already down the field. So uh, a lot to like from that standpoint. And I think Andy Reid knows, right, they have to be a little more balanced this year based off the performances they're getting from some of the wide receivers, uh, based off of just what you know, some of the better defenses are doing and lining up against Patrick Mahomes in the passing game. So I think these mixed looks, I mean, I don't think it really resonated with me until I went back and, and watched some of this game, um, how much they were mixing up looks offensively. I mean, that's just how, I, I don't want to say boring, but just controlling this game was for the Chiefs offense in that it made it you know, it, it was made to look so easy, but they were mixing a lot of looks. 12 personnel was getting a good handful of looks uh, in this game for the Chiefs offense. And, um, of course, they brought out some trick plays. Um, not as deep into their playbook as we know the Chiefs can go, but, of course, a couple of inside shovel passes from Patrick Mahomes, one to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, one to Jody Fortson. Really cool to see Fortson get uh, two straight games with a touchdown catch in this game. Um, but I think that's... That's interesting that they showed so many different looks, so many different kind of, you know, razzle-dazzle plays in this one because of the opponent they have coming up against Buffalo, you know, getting that in Buffalo's mindset of what all they can bring to the table. And they obviously didn't dive into it as deep as they could for those trick plays or, you know, the real, um, you know, special parts of this offensive playbook. They they didn't dive all the way into it, but they they could tap into it more now after opening it up uh, a little bit against the Eagles. Um, but yeah, I think I think just with the running game, I want to say like with Clyde, I think you know his patience, his field vision, he's kind of shown some of that off a little bit more this week. And and he's a guy that it's really interesting, right? What's his best kind of running play? Is it outside zone? I mean, he's he's probably better outside of the tackles than in, but I don't necessarily think outside zone is his best run. And I wish we saw um, more man blocking run plays called for the Chiefs right now because let's be honest, this offensive line they've been really good uh, for the most part. I, I I think they've been okay in pass blocking, but this is a primarily you know dominant sturdy group 
uh, in the run blocking game. So I'd like to see a little bit more man run blocking schemes, but maybe against this opponent in the Philadelphia Eagles with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, it was maybe not as uh, not as comfortable going that route. But I, I think Clyde, like like we said, he's done a great job uh, the last couple of weeks. And and Daryl Williams, you look at him, he's a guy that really does good in tight spaces. You know, big body guy, not necessarily ever going to run east or west or or dance too much he just straightforward guy he's going to barrel his way through those tight spaces and he's going to pick up positive yards on every play so i i love to see the running game the way it's going and i think this year that's you know something that is necessary for this team to have if they want to go back to the super bowl because it's nothing against patrick mahomes it's not that the defenses have completely figured them out uh in the passing game I, I just think this roster, from an offensive standpoint and really from the whole team perspective, they're not built right now to do what they did two years ago where they have three, four play drives, they get a long touchdown, and the defense has to come right back on the field. I just don't think, at least right now, they're built to win that way. So this was a positive, I think, to see the running game play the way they did. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, other than the loss against the Chargers, and he still had some good moments in that game. He's had a great start to the season. This was probably, though, his most efficient game so far. I mean, weeks one and two were really good as well, but the decision-making was quick, smart. I mean, again, I think the interception, that was a that was a bad decision for him, but quick, smart decisions, took what he was given underneath, and really the Eagles kind of gave that to him the first couple of, of quarters or so and and he ran with it i mean there was a lot of throws rpo slants to tyree kill um there was some plays where he checked it down to the outside wide receiver or running back in the flat there was some plays over the middle to uh some certain receivers where it's just a quick skinny post so there was a lot to like i think from the passing game and the decisions that patrick mahomes made very efficient um I thought he was exceptional in the intermediate game, which sometimes he can he can take a little bit of time to get rolling in certain games in that area of the field. Um, but yeah, I mean, once once the Eagles made adjustments, um, you saw him go deep. You saw him go to the outside. Tyreek Hill had that one catch on the sideline where I almost thought Mahomes underthrew him at first, but it was perfectly placed in the bread basket and Hill was able to go out there. That was a play where he kind of knocked the referee down on the sideline, but um yeah there was a lot of plays in this game where the Chiefs kind of got back to what they love to do um you know once Philadelphia made adjustments and they weren't necessarily giving the underneath routes as much and and we saw on that uh that final touchdown deep to Tyree Kill I mean Mahomes didn't even really do a lot there I mean that was a lot of him was just the deep drop back and trying to create time and space for that play to work but Tyreek Hill I mean he basically just threw it to an area where Hill was going to be and it was just honestly very comical to see that play unfold the way that it did to ice the game so Mahomes in this game five touchdown passes yes two of them were inside shovel passes I get it but I mean this was a very efficient start um efficient game you know continues his hot start for the most part to the season I I was really really impressed with him I think in this game on just how how quick and smart he was kind of reading certain plays and the decisions that he was making you look at um you look at the Chiefs offense in this game a lot of things that they did well too was just 
they never really got themselves in bad positions. Yeah, they had to try to convert 10 third downs, but they were successful on nine of those. And a lot of them was short, you know, to mid range third downs uh, for the distances that they had to go. You know, there was a couple plays I thought where they left some yards out there, either McCole Hardman, you know, maybe cutting it inside too quickly or the running game, whether it was Clyde or Daryl, you know, not bouncing it, you know, to the outside away from a defender. They left some yards out there, I thought, on certain plays, but they never really got, you know, in bad uh, situations. I mean, the running game was determined. They ran hard all day against a stout Philadelphia front. The offensive line was driving people back. And then, you know, in the passing game on third down, they just made a lot of quick throws that, you know, really just left the Eagles defense guessing and on their heels. So I think that was a positive. And you look at, you know, not just the the balance that the Chiefs had in this game, but the methodical part of it, I mean, you look at the scoring drives for the Chiefs in this game, five of their six touchdown drives, um, you know, were either eight plays or more and 75 yards or more. The first touchdown drive, eight plays, 77 yards. Second one, 12 plays, 83 yards. Third one, eight plays, 75 yards. The fourth one was 11 plays, 75 yards. 11 plays, 75 yards. Again, the following touchdown drive, and then the only touchdown drive that was not eight or more plays or 75 or more yards, the final drive where Tyree Kill caught the long bomb, 44-yard pass. That was six plays and 65 yards there. So I, I think that's – um, it, it's weird because it was like – it was fun to watch. It's just not what we're used to seeing, of course. So it's like if, if they can do that and they can continue to keep drives rolling and, and not put themselves in bad – you know, down in distances where, you know, they really are down to very few decisions that they can bring to the table. I think that's going to continue to be a positive for this offense, especially for this offensive line. So that, that, if that kind of stays the same and, and they keep that up, I mean, again, they're going to be, they're going to continue to be one of the toughest offenses to stop in the NFL. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about Mahomes efficient day. Uh, what I liked about the, the, the running game, of course, just looking at a couple other stats. I mean, if you would have said Ty, uh, Tyree Kill would have had another, you know, near 200 yard game, I don't think I would have been surprised against this team, but it was just a lot of a lot of really interesting ways that they used him in this game. They used him over the middle of the field kind of early on, then brought him more to the outside late. Uh, 11 catches on 12 targets, 16.9 yards per reception, 186 yards and three touchdowns. And, um, you, you know, you look at the game he had against Cleveland, uh, another near 200 yard performance. So after two games of minimal production, it, uh, it, it's back to kind of being that go-to guy and, and really being put in successful situations, I think on the field to where, you know, he, he was able to create more space and win, um, you know, I, I, I still think you look at Travis Kelsey, four catches, 23 yards. Now, he only had six targets. I thought there was one play where former Chief Steven Nelson should have been called for a penalty. He wasn't called. Kelsey was kind of laughing about it. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of weird. Just not the usual, um, you know, run after catch, sit in zone type of game for Travis Kelsey. I mean, and, and the Eagles were running some man, man coverage concepts a lot in this game. So it was kind of hard for Kelsey to really – you know, get what he usually has been getting here early in the season. Uh, Byron Pringle, McCall Hardman, they only combined for four catches, 39 yards. So I think we were reminded once again in this game why Josh Gordon was brought in, and I'm excited 
to see if he's going to play against Buffalo. Because again, like we said last week after he was signed, he does not have to be 2013 Josh Gordon. And I don't think, you know, anyone's expecting that. But if he can hit a couple home runs a game and and be a reliable guy underneath on third down, um, while also being to separate vertical in the early passing downs, that's going to be a big thing for the Chiefs. Because right now, Byron Pringle, you know, he's not winning necessarily consistently. I think that's the thing. When he's getting his his catches and getting his yards, it's just it's all over the place right now. And then McCole Hartman, I mean, we continue to say he's just still being used in the same role that he was back in his rookie season. A lot of quick touches, quick passes to the outsider in the flats. And it's just, you know, a lot that you're still wanting to see from him. Um, Demarcus Robinson, he didn't even get a target in this game. So I think we're reminded why Josh Gordon was brought in. I mean, other than Tyreek Hill, on third down late in this game, we did not really see hardly any targets going to any other receiver's way besides Tyreek. So that's that was um, really interesting to see. I think from the you know the uh, the defensive side of the ball as we kind of shift there. I mean, there's a lot to take away from this game. I think there was some positives. I thought DeAndre Baker and Mike Dana, those two guys for the most part, continue to play admirably. I think Baker's going to be a guy that you know if things kind of continue to go the way they're going right now, he's gonna he's been a guy in the past since they brought him in. You know, if he's on the 53 for game day, he's been possibly an inactive guy. But I think the way he's playing right now, he's he's the guy that's been kind of the most. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, sticky in coverage as far as cornerbacks go on the outside. 
and and he's kind of reading plays better than any other cornerback is right now as well. Legereus has been fine, but I think there's a little more panic, a little bit more pressing by him so far this year. Um, so yeah, I think DeAndre Baker, I mean, he continues to show some great effort. And that's the thing right now that I think is is key for this coaching staff and especially defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo is effort, right? I think that's something for me and I'm not the only one. I, I continue to kind of kind of wonder, you know, why Juan Thornhill's not getting in a lot of snaps, but he was given some opportunities this week. Um, he's the best athlete, I think, in the secondary. I mean, Tyron Matthew obviously still is a great athlete, but I think Thornhill just from you know, a true athlete perspective is is the best one. And I don't know, it's interesting. Thornhill kind of came in, he made one major tackle late in the game on Devonta Smith, but missed one early. Like I think it was his first snap of the second quarter, missed one on Miles Sanders, a low ankle tackle. He's he's missing the tackles. He's not necessarily reading the pass, you know, a hundred percent and the play flow a hundred percent. And that's the little things that possibly why I keep questioning why he's not been on the field more. Those are the things right now as to why. And I think, you know, it's interesting to see just how how limited they've been in the secondary. And I I I, I think the secondary, I didn't necessarily have high expectations for him, but I thought this group was going to definitely be better than what we've seen. Just because how how you know stable they've been in man coverage in the past few years how um they've been able to mix coverages and confuse quarterbacks they're not confusing them right now you're seeing it a little bit when blitzes come when the pressure is able to get home but it's not happening at you know near enough high rate and and as often as it was in the past so the thing that's interesting with the defense you know has Charvarius Ward been taken for granted you know is he better at his cornerback job than what you know we've consistently given him credit for I I usually like you know Ward's body positioning I think he does a good job of of reading certain plays and reading the football when it's in the air I think it's just from a physical perspective I think there's a lot of limitations there. I think there's there's just so much that he does that, you know, maybe it's gone by the wayside a little bit and now he's missed the last two games with a quad injury. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what he's able to do when he comes back whenever that is. Maybe it'll be this week against Buffalo. And I think Willie Gay coming back is going to be huge. I mean, obviously the linebacker position, it's been an issue the last couple of years. And I've been impressed with Nick Bolton in certain spots, but he obviously in college struggled against the pass and we saw that against the Eagles just a tick too slow on his reads not getting to landmarks on the field that he needed to whether that was out in the flat whether that was working downhill whether that was getting depth dropping back that's been a constant issue for him and Anthony Hitchens I mean he just really never got in a lot of comfortable positions against the Eagles so this linebacker room you know they've definitely not been the worst problem on this defense but this was definitely one of their worst games over the last few weeks um for them. So that that's something that I'm looking forward to is Willie Gay coming back. I mean, he's a guy that not just against the run is going to flow downhill and have the speed and and the discipline to to stay patient, but I think he's got obviously the best coverage ability of any linebacker without question. So, more miscommunication, more timing issues. I think that's really the biggest problem with the defense right now, and it's guys playing out of position. I I mean, I think if we're really looking at the defensive issues right now it's as simple as that not just the miscommunication and the timing but guys are out of position right now now I think Chris Jones on certain snaps he's done okay at defensive end but I think eventually this team 
is going to want to move him back into defensive tackle. You have Tyron Matthew right now. He's playing a lot of free safety with, you know, Juan Thornhill not getting a big chunk of snaps. And, you know, you look at what is missing from the linebacker room in Willie Gay right now. You know, we usually see Matthew play a variety of positions throughout an entire game on defense. We see him play slot corner. We we see him play in the box. We see him play, you know, single high. But right now, he's being counted on free safety and nothing else. So that's that's kind of where the secondary, I think, is getting hurt from just guys playing out of position. I mean, yeah, Ward was out the last two weeks, and you just you don't necessarily have all your best at, best athletes getting 100% of the snaps. But Tyron Matthew, your defense is possibly best player, if not, you know, the best and second best behind Chris Jones. He's just not always put in as successful positions as I think he could be right now or, you know, something we've seen in the past. And I think you look at the rest of this defense. I mean, Mike Hughes, I, I definitely didn't have high expectations for him, but I thought this was a guy, you know, based off the moves the Chiefs front office, this current regime, what they've done in the past, you know, kind of taking these low-risk moves. They trade a late-round pick this offseason to get Mike Hughes from the Minnesota Vikings. But any time that he's been on the field, you know, he's largely struggled. He had the game-sealing interception against Cleveland Week 1, but the more he's played, the more, you know, big splash plays that he's given up. He was kind of lucky in this game. Um, late, there was a illegal touching penalty on Devontae Smith that took away a touchdown for him and Hughes got beat so quickly you know off the line of scrimmage on that play and he's a guy that usually he's been good with instincts or he's been you know playing a little bit more physical um you know as far as just compared to what his size is and that's I think that was an interesting positive or an interesting outlook to kind of throw into the Chiefs defense this year because he's a guy that he's not the same size as the corners they've, you know, relied upon in the past. He's not necessarily the same style of corner. Well, he's definitely not answered the bell. And you look at the first four games, you know, his snaps and his snap percentage on defense. He played 33 snaps week one, 56% of the snaps. 22 snaps in week two. That's the lowest he's played so far, 29% of the snaps. And then his highest snaps uh, for a single game with the Chiefs this year have been the last two weeks. 50 snaps in week three against the Chargers, 76% of the snaps. 70% uh, of the snaps this week against the Eagles, 95%. So some of that is maybe Ward being out the last two weeks. But you saw late in the game, DeAndre Baker, the way he's been performing. Him and Legereus Sneed were counted on you know, as the outside guys, and they brought in Juan Thornhill a little more late. So I think you you look at Mike Hughes, he could be a guy that is in danger of possibly being, I think, an inactive player once Traverius Ward is back. Because if you ask me right now at this current point in time, based off what we've seen, you know, on tape, on game day, Baker, Sneed, and Ward are their three best cornerbacks right now. Fenton can play when he's healthy. He's always kind of been a stingy guy, that underrated piece that can kind of move around. But this is uh, this is definitely a cornerback room that, I mean, I think you look at why people like myself and others, when you know there was rumors late in the preseason, why people wanted to go out and get Xavier Howard. Because right now, just this talent in this cornerback room, it's definitely decreased from what we've seen the last couple of years for certain guys. And it's, it's become, you know, a, a major liability right now when your defense in Steve Spagnuolo's scheme, I know a lot of people have trashed Spagnuolo, but I don't put all the blame on him right now. I think the execution 
the miscommunication, the timing, the little things and the fundamentals, those are, are issues that you put squarely, I think, on the players right now. And again, guys are out of position. You have some guys banged up. But in Steve Spagnuolo's defense, this is a group that, you know, whether it's in Kansas City or with the Giants or wherever else he's been, they've always been good at getting after the quarterback and they've had a high pressure rate so far. The results have just not come. And they've always just played so smart. They've played under control. You see when the Chiefs have their worst defensive games. We saw it against Baltimore. We saw it part of this game against Philadelphia. This team, when they're out of control, they're flying around. They're losing their balance. They're not being disciplined. This is when things start to snowball. So you really have to play smart. You have to play under control. And I think we saw late, you know, Steve Spagnuolo tried to to maximize as much as he could out of that based off you know, guys that have been performing well for the most part so far. He went to kind of a 3-2 dime look late. We saw actually Dorian O'Daniel and Armani Watts, guys that barely played defense, mostly special teams guys. They got some snaps that came in to really try to neutralize this pass game as much as they could. O'Daniel was kind of brought in as a quarterback spy on a couple plays late. Um, There was a play where the Tyron Matthew pressure that forced Jalen Hurts to throw the ball away um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that was a fourth down play. It might've been third down, but one of those where Tyron Matthew got the pressure on Hertz or Daniel was in on that play to be a quarterback spy. And then we saw Armani Watts kind of play uh robber over the top on some plays. So it's really interesting right now. He's, he's trying to make adjustments. He's trying to make changes. You see that with more blitzing. You see that they're still using unique coverages and mixing it. It's just, they're unable to do it as high high of a rate as they want to I think just because they're missing so many guys right now they're out of position and I think just really this talent on defense right now in some spots not as good as maybe what we thought I mean we didn't think it was going to be a top five top 10 defense but I think the defensive line is disappointed greatly and I think you look at the the defensive backs they're making mistakes that we just have not seen on a consistent basis for them so a lot to um, <laughs> a lot that we talked about there defensively. We talked a little bit about the positives early on, but I think you know one more point to talk about with defensively. I think regardless of what you do, you know your finish this season, whether it's winning the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl, or whatever. I think it's become very clear they have to blow a lot of things up on the defensive side this offseason. They have to make changes. I think they have to bring in multiple cornerbacks. I think they have to be able to, you know cut their losses and say goodbye to Frank Clark, you know, no matter what the dead cap money is, they may still even get, you know, a little bit of relief and reprieve um, from the salary cap standpoint, moving on from Frank Clark. So there's a lot of living in the moment. There's a lot of reactionary stuff that could still get better, but I think defensively it's, it's just become clear with this team. They don't have enough talent right now on this group. They don't have enough you know, results from the veteran guys, whether we've seen it in the past or not, the expectations that are there, they're just not coming to fruition right now. So this defense, they got a, a obviously a major week in front of them. You know, Buffalo is going to be an interesting test because right now they're getting beat deep. They're getting, you know, lost in space. They're losing guys vertically up the field. And that's how Buffalo's passing game operates with Josh Allen. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting disciplined game for them seeing how they play certain run fits seeing how they control certain gaps against a bill's offensive line that is just as powerful as the one kansas city has brought in this year so um 
Going to be a lot to talk about with Bills Week this week, but there we go, my Chiefs-Eagles reaction. If you guys missed uh, some of the other key parts that I didn't necessarily mention on this podcast, be sure to go check out our Chiefs and Eagles game recap article from yesterday on Monday at fullpresscoverage.com, fullpresscoverage slash Chiefs. Uh, We'll be back, obviously, with more more articles the rest of the week. As we uh, move into Bills Week, of course, we'll have our opponent overview with our current view of the Buffalo Bills. Of course, one of the Chiefs' biggest AFC threats going into the season. We'll have five key matchups coming out on Thursday. The Game Preview article and the Game Preview podcast will both be out on Friday. So a big week ahead. We might even have some additional article ideas coming out this week before the Bills game. So stay tuned for all of that. You guys can follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Braden Holacek number nine. If you guys want to follow more NFL news and coverage from fullpresscoverage.com, you guys can follow at fullpressnfl on Twitter as well. A lot of news each day, whether it's injuries, uh, transactions, we got you guys covered over there. So go follow it if you're not already. And of course, if you guys want daily video content, full press coverage, FPC Radio Live, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, weekday mornings with Ian Glennon. Does a terrific job bringing up some of the points that not a lot of people bring up. So a lot of interesting conversation if you guys want to follow that there around the NFL season. Of course, FPC NFL Sunday, myself, Ian uh, we had Kyle Senra, Ricky, uh, Ricky Keeler on last Sunday. So if you guys want to follow us to preview Sundays, we're on 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central Time. And we're also usually on Thursday night before the Thursday night games, previewing those. Uh, usually anywhere from like 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time before the 8.20 Eastern kick. You guys can follow all that daily video content there uh, for FullPressCoverage.com. If you guys search Full Press Coverage on YouTube, Facebook, or you guys can follow the Full Press NFL Twitter account like we mentioned to follow all of us there. It would be greatly appreciated if you guys check us out. It's always a fun time talking football on Sundays. A lot of big headlines that we've already gone through, and we're only a a quarter into the season. So we've had some great finishes. We've had a lot of great stuff to talk about. So follow us along there for our NFL coverage on Thursday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, Also, like we said, a um, lot of interesting um, other content to follow full press coverage if you guys want to, you know, you know, lead your friends or, or other family. If you guys have friends, family of other NFL teams, there's a lot of other great content there on fullpresscoverage.com. The Patriots, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Packers. I mean, I'm sure I'm sur- forgetting so many teams, but a lot of other great work, fullpresscoverage.com. So if you guys have friends or family of other NFL teams, point them that way, uh, and it would be greatly appreciated. So that will wrap it up. Again, stay tuned for all of our articles throughout this week. Big week ahead, Sunday Night Football, AFC Championship game rematch against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, we'll have you guys all covered here throughout this week. So thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you guys next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.